there, and welcome to the Financial Fix-Up Podcast, where we learn to live well on our actual income. I'm your host, Sarah Brumley, and I'm so excited to share my experiences, practical tips and tricks, and much, much more as we aim for success in achieving our biggest goals without taking on that second job. Are you with me? If so, let's get started. I'm Sarah, your host of this podcast, and I'm so incredibly excited about today's podcast. It's a topic that isn't always fun to talk about, but saving money can be fun if you do it in a way that helps you accomplish your goals. And don't worry, our discussion today will be fun. So hang in with me as we work to achieve your greatest goals with the income you currently have. Now, I do want to mention that this is part of a series, so if you missed the first two episodes, which would be podcast episodes three and four, I highly recommend you check them out as they really lay the foundation for a lot of what we are going to talk about going forward. Before we start, I'd like to take the time to thank Amber for her kind review of this podcast. She wrote me via email to say, Hey, Sarah, I just have to tell you that I love your podcast. We've had a lot of financial emergencies come up over the last year, and I've been reading all of your blog posts to help us get back on track. I loved hearing your personal story in episode one and can't wait to hear more. Thank you for providing all the information you do. It's really making a difference for us. Amber. Well, Amber, I'm so sorry to hear about all of the financial emergencies you've had, but I'm so thrilled to know that you are finding the information I provide helpful. It's notes of encouragement like that that keep me going, and I'm really thankful for you. Have you taken the time to review this podcast? If not, you can do so via email. That's sarah at lemonblessings.com, on the blog at lemonblessings.com slash podcast, or wherever you listen to this podcast. I read each and every review and would love to hear what you are thinking. In the meantime, though, let's get down to business. The next important step we need to take when it comes to creating a simplified yet effective budget is to address the topic of savings. And this is a doozy, let me tell you. If you aren't already implementing savings into your financial situation, your mind might have just gone to that pretty pink piggy bank that your grandma gave you for your 10th birthday. It's where all the coins and dollar bills went in for sometime in the future that never really came, right? When you wanted to purchase that Barbie doll or spend some money on a candy bar, it was never okay for you to break into savings because that was for something more important. If that's your perspective today on savings, let me just tell you that I want us to reframe that mindset today. In fact, I want to show you or tell you about some of the really effective ways I've found to make saving fun for both the necessities and the things you want. But first things first, we need to talk about your emergency fund. Do you have an emergency fund? If not, it's time to listen up. If you've ever read any blog post, Pinterest pin, or book on creating a budget, planning for the future, or saving, then you may feel that the topic of emergency funds gets more attention than it deserves. Perhaps you've struggled for a long period of time to put together an emergency fund only to have multiple emergency situations immediately wipe it out. On the other hand, maybe you don't even truly understand what an emergency fund is or why you should have one. Trust me, I've been there in both of those situations. For years, the idea of having an emergency fund completely baffled me. I mean, I knew it was step one on all of the lists of things to do when starting a budget, but 
I couldn't figure out the point of having money stuck away in a savings account somewhere rather than simply using that money to pay off debt. I'd learned to depend on my credit cards as a form of emergency fund and didn't quite understand the difference between having money in an account versus a credit limit of the same size. I know now that those are two completely different things. So, what is an emergency fund? An emergency fund is, put simply, just money that you've set aside to counteract any unforeseen expenses. That could include major medical bills, unexpected household maintenance, and sometimes in extreme cases, the loss of employment. It's not money that is used lightly, but it should be available for a set of circumstances that you've decided ahead of time. If up until now you've had the same feelings I did about an emergency fund, then your next question is probably, why should you have an emergency fund? I mean, you can use your credit card, hope that nothing happens, and continue on in life as you have for the last decade or more. But I'd like to encourage you that having an emergency fund is much more than that. An emergency fund can save your budget. Picture this. You've created the perfect budget. Your family is excited to stick with it, and four months have passed without incident. I didn't say this was a true story. Out of the blue, there's a death in the family, your roof leaks, and your only mode of transportation needs major repairs. Despite having that perfect budget, you are now looking at sacrificing the money you spend on daily living and groceries in order to get to the funeral, repair the roof, and get your car to the mechanic. Your kids aren't going to get their new tennis shoes this month, ramen noodles will be served at every meal, and everyone will wear dirty underwear because you've already used the last of the laundry detergent. If you haven't cut up the credit cards, you might choose to use them at this point, not only impeding the great progress you've made paying them down over the past few months, but also allowing those emergency expenses to cost you more in the future due to the high revolving interest rates those accounts have. That would be a mistake, though, and is exactly why you need an emergency fund. If you've placed enough money in your emergency fund, then your monthly budget will remain unaffected. Your debt payoff effort won't be thwarted, and you hopefully won't lose momentum in this push for financial freedom or toward that goal you have. With an emergency fund in place, you can still afford to eat this month as well as cover some, if not all, of those expenses. Additionally, any momentum you've had with your budget won't be destroyed simply because your monthly budget couldn't absorb the cost. So that's reason number one, that you need an emergency fund. It can save your budget. Reason number two, an emergency fund provides a cushion for your accounts. We spent years zeroing out our bank accounts each month. I had never given much thought to savings, especially when it came to an emergency fund, but when we started, I found one perk that no one really talks about. Your emergency fund can act as a cushion in your account. The thing about living month to month while zeroing out the accounts is that no budget is completely perfect. There's always some payment that comes out of the account at the most inopportune time or a paycheck that gets delayed for any number of reasons. Having an emergency fund allows those expenses to be absorbed within the parameters of your monthly budget. It also keeps you from racking up late fees, return check fees, and overdraft fees. Something to consider, though, is that while this might provide a cushion for your account, your emergency fund is not a fund to borrow against because that puts you back in the debt category. But instead, it's money that's already in your account when, say, the electricity bill is due today, but payday isn't until tomorrow. That money is coming out of that next paycheck, the one that you're getting tomorrow, right? 
as part of your monthly budget, but you are able to pay the bill on time and perhaps forego any late fees or service charges in the meantime. Reason number three that you need an emergency fund is because an emergency fund can assist in breaking the pattern of debt. In my opinion, this is one of the most important reasons to have an emergency fund because if your goal is debt payoff, without an emergency fund, breaking the pattern of credit card use in your life will become nearly impossible. So if ridding yourself of debt is one of your goals, then having an emergency fund is an absolute necessity. Justin and I have had quite a few emergency situations over the years that we didn't have enough money to cover. Each time, we choose to put that cost on a credit card with the belief that we would just pay it off, you know, like next month or whenever our ship came in. That's all well and good, but if you are anything like we were and honestly continue to be, then it doesn't stop there. For us, seeing that we had, for example, $1,000 already on a credit card, our minds shifted from the paying down debt and debt-free mode we'd been in straight back into a spending needlessly with no care for the future type situation. Within a month, guaranteed, whatever credit card account we'd used was maxed out and quite possibly the rest of our cards as well. For us, that's what debt does. It lures us in and doesn't let go. Like an alcoholic who can't take a single sip of alcohol without drinking the entire bottle, my husband and I can't place a single charge on a credit card without eventually maxing out the whole account. If you find that credit card debt is an addiction for you as well, don't let it reel you back in. Start that emergency fund and put every penny into it until you have what you deem to be a safe cushion for emergencies only. Then Cut up the cards and focus on paying off the last however many years of emergencies that you've put on them. Today's episode is brought to you by my Quick Start Budgeting Workbook. If you've struggled in the past to put together a budget that works for you and your family and actually makes a difference in achieving your goals, this downloadable workbook comes with all of the tools you need. Chalked full of worksheets and step-by-step instructions, you'll be on your way to that nearly perfect budget in no time. And if you use the code FIX20, you'll receive 20% off your purchase as well. That's FIX20 for 20% off your purchase. You can find the Quick Start Budgeting Workbook by heading to lemonblessings.com slash shop and use FIX20 for 20% off your purchase. That's lemonblessings.com slash shop and FIX20 for 20% off your purchase. Based on those reasons, if you've decided that you need this emergency fund, it's now time to figure out how you go about getting one. It's a question I'm asked a lot because it can be especially hard to think about putting away $1,000 or whatever amount you feel is necessary for your family when you are still living month to month. So my top suggestions are these. Number one, decide how much you need to save. This is a long, drawn-out topic that probably requires a podcast episode of its own. However, starting with $1,000 or honestly the amount of your highest deductible is a safe bet. For us, our highest deductible is $2,500, so ideally that's how much we would want to have in our emergency savings fund. Number two is to look around for things that you can sell and money-saving tips for the budget you already have. So we checked the change jars and had the kids search the couch cushions and managed to come up with nearly $60 this way when we started ours. So when you find that kind of money, stick it into your emergency fund immediately and it'll start to add up. Also, 
you can look around your house and decide what are some things that you don't need anymore that would be more valuable as part of your emergency fund if you just sold them. Perhaps you have an old instrument laying around that's no longer necessary or tools in the garage that are no longer being used by anybody and are just collecting dust when somebody else might appreciate them and you might have a little extra cash on hand to put into your emergency fund. Those are some of the best ways to quickly rack up money toward your emergency fund. Okay, number three, make the minimum payments on your credit cards. So do this for a couple months, even if your goal is to pay down debt. Start by diverting any additional money above and beyond the minimum payments to your emergency fund until you reach that goal of $1,000 or whatever it is, and then start paying off your debt. You'll probably see your emergency fund accumulate pretty quickly. And remember, it'll keep you from accumulating more debt in credit card debt when an emergency does come up. Once you have your emergency fund or are working on building towards having your emergency fund, it's important that you create a plan for it. This might seem pretty self-explanatory, but I promise you for most people, it's not. So if you're finding yourself in that category, you are with the majority of people. For example, it's easy to say that if the house floods, the deductible will come out of that emergency fund you've so carefully stashed away. Obviously, water in the house resonates with emergency status for all involved, correct? What if, on the other hand, though, the television breaks right before Super Bowl Sunday? Your husband is a huge fan of the team that made it to the Super Bowl, and you've already purchased the perfect snacks to serve during halftime. You don't have money stashed away in other funds, and even if the entire family promises not to eat for the rest of the month, it still won't cover the cost of a new television. What do you do? Do you constitute this as an emergency and dig into the emergency fund? It's important that you make this decision ahead of time so that when the question does come up, you will already have the answer, even if you have to move the entire party to a place that actually has a working TV. If you want some additional help making these decisions, you can download my free printable emergency fund worksheet that's created for you for just this purpose. Find it by going to the show notes at lemonblessings.com slash podcast slash five. Once again, that's lemonblessings.com slash podcast slash five. With or without the worksheets, ask yourself these questions. What is the amount of money you feel comfortable having in your emergency fund? How much do you currently have to put toward that fund? Remember, think about money in savings or cash on hand that could be diverted. Ask yourself what will constitute as an emergency. Write down specific instances where dipping into that fund will be appropriate and detail other instances that will definitely not be okay. Trust me, you'll be happy you did. In addition to the emergency fund, and while that might be helpful, it's kind of more along the lines of that piggy bank that you don't touch unless you absolutely need it, right? Savings funds, on the other hand, are a little bit different. Each month, I put a predetermined amount of money into each of the funds that I've created, and it carries over until that money is needed or we have saved enough to accomplish a task on our list. By having these funds, we are less likely to dig into the emergency fund for things like small household expenses, a vacation we really want to take, or even so that we can host a board game night at our home. Instead, we plan ahead and the money is set aside for those specific expenses that matter a lot to our family's happiness. This is where savings gets fun. 
While it might seem super exciting to just jump on the bandwagon with these funds, I do highly recommend that you put at least the minimum amount in your emergency fund first before you start funding other activities in your life. Now, these funds will be specific to your own family and will hopefully go along with the goals that you've created for yourself. So make sure you're looking back at those goals as you contemplate which funds you'd like to incorporate. So we will talk about this a lot more in the future, but take the time to consider which savings funds might be helpful for you and how they will help you achieve your goals, even if it's slow going at first. One of my favorite savings funds is our back to school fund, because with kids in the school age realm, you know that there are all kinds of back to school expenses, clothing, school supplies, new shoes, and the list goes on. So each month I put $5 aside. It doesn't sound like much. And honestly, we don't even notice that $5 missing from our monthly budget, but it makes a huge difference because 12 times five is 60. So when we have $60 going into the back to school months, that goes a long way to getting all of the supplies the kids need and even helping purchase an outfit or two. So make it specific to you, consider the needs of you and your family and the goals that you have for your family as well. Once again, you've done it. You've made huge progress toward creating a budget that's going to work effectively for you and your family. And I can't wait to help you with the finishing touches in the next episode. In the meantime, give yourself a pat on the back, share the details with your spouse or kids and smile broadly because those goals you created, you are well on your way to achieving them. Have a fantastic day and I will talk to you next time. listening to the financial fix-up podcast with sarah brumley if you like this show and want to know more check out lemonblessings.com as always i'd love to know what you are thinking so make sure to leave a review wherever it is you listen to this podcast have an awesome day